Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Saturday night, the, the All Blacks was captivating, mate. You spoke about Dan Carter's kids, under the blankets, above the blankets, gutted, then happy. It was like that, and I'm an adult. Well, mostly an adult, so yeah. <laughs> It was it was a great match, and it was a true test match too. Like I think uh, week one, uh, the hundredth test, you know, there was so much build up, there was so much anticipation, you know, a lot of people on edge, players on edge, you know, how's this going to go? And it probably didn't, um, you know, play out like we'd we'd hoped. Um, but week two, game one hundred one, when 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 you know South Africa was so close to beating us, I thought they. They, you know, when a team was getting spoken about all week, you know, they stuck true to what what they're about. They didn't listen to the outside noise when a lot of people could have. Um, they brought a different angle to how they play. Like uh, I've spoken, when when they bring a game, when they bring an ability to go wide and actually test you and, and get the port, the ball past second five centre and they get it into the edges, um, they're an un- unbelievable outfit to to beat. So look. It was a great test match. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'll just go through a, f- a few things I've, I've jotted down. Um, I think the All Blacks, they scored some great tries. I think they scored some great tries. They punished... Uh, oh, no. I mean, I mean the South Africans scored some great tries. They punished the All Blacks' mistake to, go, uh, to score a great tr- first try. Luka, uh, Luka Nasi arm behind the back pass. Uh, that, you know, behind the back pass was un- unbelievable. I think Damien Dialadindi... Uh, he was outstanding for the box. He had them going forward all day in the midfield. Uh, he was bloody the shining light for for the Springboks. He put our midfield under a ton of pressure. Harvey and um, Anton Leonard Brown were were put under a lot of pressure as well. So I thought the the Springboks, like I said, they brought a game that that tested the All Blacks and put them under a lot of pressure. They they still kicked the contestables, and I thought the All Blacks they kicked they they caught those. Uh, uh, way better this weekend, but um, their ability to flick to the left, I thought it was outstanding. Um, I th- for the All Blacks, I thought when they had the ball and 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 they had quick ball, they looked great. I loved how they were creating space, but also getting the ball there. You know, Severis's try from a cross kick was a prime example, and that flies the class of of Bowden Barrett. You know, they've seen the space and they're getting the ball there, and that was just off the makeshift. Bodie looking up, seeing the space, Severu calling it, and then just an unbelievable finish from Severu in the end. Um, 
So that was pretty pretty classy from uh, Bowden Barrett and Severus. Speaking of bears in class, we love bears when he takes on the line. That half break offload to Rico when he goes um, goes all the way, then offloads to Artie, who supermans his way over. That's what we love seeing. So ball in hand, I had no problem with the All Blacks. I think the other side, they just lacked a little bit of discipline. I think we got pinged mostly at the offside line. Whether that's just been lazy or the eager or, or too eager is a case for Ian Foss and e, et cetera to look at in review. Also, the breakdown area was a big concern. Both sides of the ball, but particularly our ball, the halfbacks had a torrid time. I think South Africa are big bodies. We've seen that on Saturday night. You, you can't just park over the ball, as Luke Jacobson found out. See a Khaleesi blew him away and someone else as well. So hats off to South Africa. They were very physical and demanding, but I think the breakdown area, and, and we've got to just get in there, move bodies, and give the halfbacks an opportunity to clear that ball better. I think we, we haven't really helped the halfbacks in the last two weeks. So the breakdown area was a was a huge, huge problem for me over the, on the weekend. Um, also, I want to talk about that last minute. I want to talk about that last minute. I want your, your, your thoughts at home as well. That last minute. Yeah, I think when, you know, when teams are trying to, kill the game in that last three or four minutes when they're trying to kill the game and they're trying to um, you know play the game out the refs are looking at that now the refs are looking for the for those little opportunities now and I know on the weekend we got pinged we got pinged in that last minute they're looking for players to go off their feet they're looking at players holding on to the ball and teams have really trained for it now so I want to know at home was that the best option was that the only option or would you love to see the All Blacks playing like I've been involved and I've been involved with teams when they've done both and um, it, hadn't, it hadn't worked both times, you know. So I need to know what is the right formula. Do we want to keep playing? Do we want to kick the ball down and back our defence? We're still around the halfway. We're around the 60-metre mark. And, um, you know, even Francois Stain was still on the field. He can kick, he can kick those in his sleep. But, yeah, we, we went, we're just slowing it down. The halfback's playing like a thing called tic-tac. So we're hitting the left, we're hitting the right. Players are just going off, like dropping straight to the ground. Players are ceiling, but refs are looking for that now. So uh, there was, I think there was about four or five minutes ago. Was that too early to do that? Was that too early to start the tic-tac, to, to trying to slow the game down? Should we potentially just keep playing? Look, it's a conversation to have uh, now because obviously of what the outcome was. We, it didn't uh, come to fruition. They got a turnover. They kicked it down. They put us under pressure, and then they got a penalty and won the game. So, look, in hindsight, we can always talk about it. But for me, I want to know if there's another solution to it because... Yeah, it's it's just one of those parts of the games that, that refs have cottoned on to now and teams have cottoned on to now that, that teams are trying to slow the ball down. So what are the refs looking at? They already know they're, going, they're looking for players off their feet, killing the ball, sealing the ball. They're looking for players holding on. So teams have come up with plans. And in the end, it, it costs us the game. So, yeah, that, that's my thoughts uh, from the match, uh, Louis. So you've got some audio you want to play, mate? I do, mate. I've got the tries that, that you spoke about, the Springboks, and I want to give you a little bit of hats off here because you, what was it, two weeks ago or the week leading into their 100th test, you said they mm. don't get lulled into their game plan where they will kick, they will bomb, they will bomb, they will bomb from their 22. Our 22, <laughs> I don't think anybody knew mm. that. But then don't, just watch because you don't want to get lulled in. And then when they put it through the hands, you get caught napping. And, and look, what did we see? Exactly that. Artie wins that one. Taylor leaves it behind. They have to scramble. It's there for Arm. Oh, the around-the-back pass into the hands of Diolendi. It's the razzle-dazzle we never expected from the Springboks. But there it is. Wide ball. Kits off. 
gets the legs pumping and then pushed back onto his back. To Clerk. Yankees, Mapipi's in the corner. It's the razzle-dazzle we never expected from the Springboks. We obviously weren't listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast, mate, because they've always been <laughs> capable of it, and you told us that. Yeah, for sure. And and, and when they can play that game, they are, they are an absolute threat. So, look, hopefully now they've seen what they can achieve with the ball. And I, I, I'll be honest, I love Alton Yanchi's at 10. I think his ability to spread the ball wide and, and get the ball to the width. He can still play the kicking game. He's got a great left foot on him. Um, but him at 10 was... Was outstanding, but like hats off to the All Blacks. Like we're going to talk about the All Blacks in the Rugby Championship. I'm going to go through and, and speak about the look. I've been reasonably happy with the All Blacks um, throughout this Rugby Championship. They've they've played they've, every player in the squad. They've taken a massive squads over there, so every player's got an opportunity, and every player that's gone on the field and, and had an opportunity has actually taken those opportunities. So building for the future is bright. You know, the future is bright because we're giving these guys a crack at the big time. They're, tra- they're playing not in New Zealand, they're playing in overseas as well because that's the thing. You've got to be able to, you can, it's easy to win at home, you've got to be able to win overseas. So they've won five straight overseas, lost obviously on the weekend, but when you win overseas, that's when you know you've got a great team and great connections. Um, there's still a lot of work to be done, and my case is, um, my case is maybe Sam Whitelock is a big loss. Maybe Sam Whitelock is a huge loss because mm. on the week, uh, last couple of weeks, I felt like we haven't seen the Broder Retallick that we used to. And Brody probably hasn't been able to, to, to let go and do his work and, and get his game flowing because he's probably worrying about too much around, uh, around the, um, the locks and, and the line out and there's so much pressure on there with Evan Epps the best, um, putting him under a ton of pressure on the weekend with the line out. So I think maybe the, the missing cog is Sam Whitlock. If he comes in, he brings another line out option. He brings, he defensively on, on the opposition ball, he puts a hell of a lot of pressure on the opposition ball as well in, in the line-out. So maybe he's a big loss. And, and his ability to come back and help Brody Retallick and let him free up, I think that, that'll be all, um, that'll be a shine light. Look, so re- relative, I was pretty happy. I was pretty happy. Um, I was pretty happy with how the All Blacks have, have come through this. Like five or six, they've got to be proud. Players for me. Players that really stood out. I think Artie Savia, the captain, I thought he had a solid campaign and all that he did. Great around the park. We know that. But it's his tight work where he shone for me. I think his breakdown and tackle area, he was always a menace. So so um, Artie Savia led well. Led well from the front. Captain's knock. I think um, I think this guy. Do we ever, do, have we created an Ethan Black at a fan club yet? Or have we not seen enough of them? No, we have. Have we created an Ethan? We have. Have we created we have. an Ethan fan, uh, Ethan Black at a fan club? Mm-hmm. Not your typical block busting running type player, but an absolute workhorse that will throw his body body at anything, no matter the size. He came in at the end of that game. I think he had, I don't. I think he maybe got twenty minutes, fifteen twenty minutes, and made eleven tackles, miss none. <laughs> so he's not your traditional, um, you know. But that's your six. You want someone that is just tough. He can ball play as well. When he can, when he gets the ball, he can ball play. So mm. I want to know: Are you a fan of Ethan Blackett, and do you think he's done enough to, to start as well? You so, want to join the club? Um, <laughs> they want to join the club. Join the Bears and Izzy Club for for Ethan Blackett. I want an absolute champion. But here we go: the player of the comp for the ABs, and now has cemented his spot as the ABs starting fullback. Oh, yeah. will have to be Geordie Barrett. Geordie Barrett, both sides, he was outstanding. His ability to counterattack from anywhere and open teams up willy-nilly, as he saw from Saturday night when he nearly put Anton away in the corner, 
that's what I love. That's what I love about Geordie. And I think he's just growing. I think he's just growing. He's just come a long way in this last year. What I love is the calmness, his decision-making from the back. I think he's coming a long way. The old Geordie would have ran everything. The old Geordie would have ran everything. He would have made the old mistake and just gone on with it. But now, nine times out of ten, he's making the right decision at the back. He's, 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 he's surveying up his options, surveying us, nothing on. He'll plug the corner where we put a, one of his big raking boots in to get the all-base out of pressure. But then he knows. He'll see a little uh, you know, tight forward in front of him, and he'll step in, make a little break like he did against South Africa on the weekend. So Geordie Barrett will have to be um, the player of the tournament for me. He's come an absolute long way, Louis. Oh, love it, Izzy. And do you know what? I was going to ask, can we do an Izzy Dag fullback on fullback expose of why Geordie Barrett has got so good? So let's save that for sometime this week because I am very curious about yeah. his development. Uh, hey, Izzy would love the All Blacks to kick deep into their 22 and ask them to score from that far out. So that's Chase answering your question. Chase, really appreciate that. And Richie yeah. has come through with a bit of gold here about things that the refs are looking for. We're going to get to that after we talk to Tony Pike. But double eight, double three, you've just heard Izzy's take on all of the All Blacks well, the All Blacks' performance in the Rugby Championship. What do you want them to do? And Ethan Blackadder, is he just cut from the perfect Test match rugby cloth? Let us know. Double eight, double three, or the Kennards Higher phone line, 0800 150 Where are the All Blacks at? We would love to hear from you. Tony Pike, after this, we're here with, we're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Okay.